Coaches, welcome. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. I'm the head girls basketball coach at Lake Oconee Academy. I'd like you to welcome to episode 14 of the Championship Vision podcast. Coaches, uh, this is episode 14. I'd like you to welcome you to our new guest today. That's Coach Julie Rutland Connor, the head girls basketball coach at Tiff County High School. Coach Connor, uh, 1983-1988, played in high school at Tiff County. 1988-1992, played college at Georgia College and State University, D2 in Milledgeville, Georgia. 1992-1993, Georgia College graduate assistant, women's basketball coach. 93-94, Georgia College assistant, women's basketball coach. 94-95, Tiff County assistant, varsity girls basketball coach. 95-96, Mariner High School head varsity basketball coach, Cape Coral, Florida. In 1996-2000, LaVille High School head varsity basketball coach, LaVille, Florida. LaVille, Florida. In 2000-2008, ABAC head women's basketball coach, Tifton, Georgia. 2008 to the present, Tiff County head, head varsity girls basketball coach. Coach Julie Rutten Connor is a native of Tifton, Georgia, and a graduate of Tiff County High School. She played college basketball at Georgia College and State University and received her bachelor and master's degree in science while majoring in health and physical education. She also serves as the assistant women's basketball coach at GCSU for two years under Coach Carrick. All total, Coach Connor has taught and coached for 26 years and has over 350 career wins as a head coach. For 16 of those years, she has been a head high school coach at Mariner High in Cape Coral, Florida, where she led her team to the Elite Eight, LaBelle High School in LaBelle, Florida, and now at Tiff County High School, where she is currently in her 11th year. She was also the head women's basketball coach at ABAC, Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, for eight years. While coaching the Phillies, they won the Region 17 state playoff in 2002 and finished 19 in the nation for National Junior College Athletic Association. Coach Connor has won several Coach of the Year awards, including the Naismith Junior College <clears throat> Coach of the Year in 2003. She has also been chosen numerous times to coach the GACA All-Star South teams. Connor's teams have also won several region and district championships, including the Lady Devils Region Championship in 2011, 2013, 2015, and 2016. The 2015 and 16 seasons were only the third time in school history that the girls' team has won back-to-back -back region championships. The last time this happened was 1967 and 1968 region champion Tiff County Angels. Let's welcome... Coach Julie Connor. Coaches, let's introduce our sponsors. Our major sponsor is Championship Productions Incorporated. They produce the world's best basketball instructional videos and DVDs featuring the top basketball coaches and athletes. With an extensive catalog of basketball videos and DVDs produced for basketball coaches, parents, and athletes. 
Championship Productions is internationally recognized as the industry leader in basketball instructional videos, books, and guides, and is regularly distinguished for its first-class customer service. Check out our product descriptions and customer reviews to select the best basketball instructional videos in the world. Click on the Championship Production DVD link at the end of our description, and it will take you straight to the basketball video catalog. Listener support. Please donate to my podcast to keep it going. I appreciate your support. To keep these podcasts running, I need your support. Thank you so much. Please subscribe or like on podcast, uh, excuse me, on the podcast on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Anchor. The Legends on the Lake Basketball Coaches Clinic will be held Saturday, September 22nd from 8 to 7 p.m. I will attach a link to the podcast description box for you to register for the clinic. We have nine of the best speakers in the state of Georgia and around the country speaking at this Encore Clinic. Make sure you register now. Coaches, let's welcome Coach Julie Connor. Hi, Coach. Hey. All right. Hey, hey, uh, thanks again. Um, yeah, I, I was on the um, – I was interviewing um, Randy Kaufman out of Tennessee, and I had to – this I, I might just just do it from the set of my office, right? But, uh, hey, thanks again. Hey, uh, this is uh, we're interviewing uh, Julie Connor from Chip County, and um, and we're so excited to have her on. We just want to talk a little bit about your background and um, you know how you got involved in the coaching and um, you know how, who was your you know your big impact on on you kind of being successful coach. Well, Kevin, I just appreciate it so much. It's an honor to be able to talk to you, and I love to talk basketball, so that's that's just a joy. So, um, yeah, I was very blessed in that I grew up in a basketball family. My daddy is Coach Johnny Rutland, and he coached um, for he coached for Tiff County, coached boys basketball for many years. And my mother is Frida Rutland. Um, she she played at Lowndes during their heyday. Um, many years ago, but really back before um, many women had the opportunity to go on and play in college. She probably should have played in college, but she didn't. Um, She started college um, just as a regular student, and she had me, so I'm glad that she had me. Um, But they really encouraged me, and they have always been an inspiration for me. As I went on and played, I played at Tip County High School. This is my hometown. So it's a blessing to be able to coach where I played. That's that's a true blessing. But um, unfortunately, our teams were not so great whenever I was here. Um, we've gotten a lot better over the years through many good, very good coaches. But um, I I still love the game. And I had there was an assistant coach, um, Nancy Anderson Mark, who had a huge impact on me as a player. She had played college basketball and college softball at Troy. And so she really, really encouraged me. She critiqued things. Even though our team was not very good, she pushed me. She knew that I wanted to play college basketball. And she was one of the big influences on me wanting to coach. I saw how um, she had inspired me. And she, along with my parents, were a huge, huge influence. But even um, going into college, I did not want to teach. I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to coach. 
I didn't think that they made enough money um, because my dad had you know, grown up. I had grown up with him being in teaching and coaching, and I know how many hours we put into it. Um, and I had the great opportunity to go and play at Georgia College. In fact, I played with, um, and you know this, but for all the listeners, I played with your fiance, Nikki Haney. <laughs> and um, she was a great, great player. But um, I had a wonderful experience in college. Um, we had a great team. We had extremely good chemistry. And then we had Coach John Carrick. And I would say above everyone, he had the most impact on me wanting to coach um, girls basketball. Um, he just inspired me. He pushed me. He was extremely hard, extremely tough. I know you've heard a lot of stories. I have. And, and most <laughs> of them are <laughs> but, um, but we had a great time, and it was more than just basketball. Um, that was a game that we played, but he just um, taught us so much about life. Uh, we made just in very, very, very important connections and relationships with people, all because of that orange basketball. Um and, and we were successful, and, and so it really inspired me. So I stayed on with Coach Carrick after I was a player. I was a graduate assistant for a year, and then I had a great opportunity to stay on and be the first full-time assistant coach at Georgia College. And so I really appreciated that. And then I knew that I wanted to um, go on and have my own team. And so I came back to Tiff County, and I was an assistant coach under John O'Brien, another great coach. And, um, and then I went to South Florida for the next five years, and I coached high school basketball in South Florida. My hu- that's where my husband Tom is from, and he was the head boys coach, and I was the head girls coach. at um, Well, I was at Mariner High School for a year, and we made it to the Elite Eight in Cape Coral, Florida. And then I was at um, LaBelle High School. And um, then from there, I was there for five years. From there, I went on to ABAC. And I got to coach college basketball again at the junior college level. Um, I love my time at ABAC. I was there for eight years. Um, We had our children while I was there. And um, I realized how much time you have to spend on the road recruiting. And and so the opportunity came up. Well, first of all, they did away with basketball at ABAC. They did away with the men's and women's basketball programs, which was a sad day. But I had the opportunity to go back to my high school, to Tiff County High School, to coach. And so I, I was able to. And so this is my 11th year at Tiff County High School. At, at Tiff County, we have uh, had 26 players go on and play college ball. We've had four region championships. We've made it to the Sweet Sweet 16 um, uh, five times in the last um, 10 years. And um, we've made the state playoffs eight, eight of the last 10 years. So, um, so I feel like we're on the right track. I still, you know, I want that state championship. Um, I know that um, our boys have already uh, made it to that level, and, and that's what we're shooting for. Um, but I just, I love coaching. Um, and through my 26 years of coaching, I've realized that, no, you're not going to get rich. But there's many, many things in life that are more important. Um, having an impact on a young person, building relationships for a lifetime, 
um, and just um, trying to make a difference in this crazy world. And if we can do that through basketball, then that's just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Yeah, and that's why I love interviewing coaches like yourself because you are a program builder, and I followed your career. Um, I know you do a lot of things on social media, and I just love what you're doing. I mean, you're all about the kids, um, and I see that. I guess as a coach, you can kind of see that, the relationship you have and so forth. It's always – you have a, a kid's first program, it looks like. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, and, and we enjoy it. Um, I think, you know, we're in South Georgia. Our girls don't get as much um, <clears throat> visibility as some of the girls in, in, the, in the Atlanta area. Um, so I feel like I'm giving them a chance to get out and be seen. And like, for instance, this summer at camp, we went to uh, a camp in Tennessee. We went to a camp in Florida. Um, you know, we go to several in Georgia and, and we just get out and we play. And it's not just about camps. We'll go and we'll have a, um, we'll have a scrimmage at Buford or we'll scrimmage um, Norcross and, so I just try to put them around great programs um, that are going the direction that we want to go. So, Yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing the right things. I, I want to ask you a question, though, about the program you built at ABAC um, from 2000 to 2008. I think I got my dates right, I think. Yes. Um, what is the difference in building a junior college program than what you did, what you're doing at Tiff County? What are some of the differences? Well, I've got that scholarship hanging over their head at ABAC. <laughs> um, and, you know, I do. Back then, you offered them scholarships. And so they knew that it was it was a job for them at that level. Um, I think that, you know, so many of our girls in high school, they think that they want to play college basketball, but they may just enjoy it. And you know what? That's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine for them to enjoy it during their high school years. But um, I think that at ABAC, they knew that, that one, they were very, very good at it. And um, it was a way to help pay for their college education. And so they used it as a, um, a way to get their education, get their degree, you know, and help them along the way. Um, in high school, I think that, um, Unfortunately, in, in 2018, so many young people think that they're all, for, for young women, they're all going to UConn, they're all going to Georgia, they're all going to Tennessee, to Texas A&M, to South Carolina, and they're not, you know. Um, in all my years at, at Tiff County, I haven't, I'm still searching for that Division One athlete. Um, I haven't had anyone to make it. Um, and put it all together. I've had some who've had very, very good grades, but they weren't quite at the talent level they needed to be. And maybe part of it was the fact that they hadn't been seen. You know, they um, they don't play on the huge AAU teams that a lot of the um, Atlanta area girls are able to do. Um, and that's not bad. It's just it's just life. You know, it's a we're down in South Georgia. And a lot of the parents think that um, you can still get seen just through high school basketball. And in 2018, that's not the truth. You've mm -hmm. got to be on some type of exposure program along with your high school. I think that it can go hand in hand. Um, 
So I love the recruiting aspect of when I was at AVAC. I love that because I could, I could get girls that fit into my style of play. Um, in high school, you have to go with what you got and kind of change and adapt. You can't say, oh, we're only going to do this. Well, if you don't have those players that year, that's not going to work. You know, um, it's putting a, um, a square peg into a round hole. You can't do that. So um, I think there's definite differences, um, but I've enjoyed both both levels. I really, I love college level. And the first time that the job came available um, to me, I, I turned it down um, at Tiff County. And um, I said, no, I'll just, I love college too much. I don't want to go back. Um, and then my kids, I mentioned that I just um, had Ty, who is now a junior in high school at Cali, who's a sophomore. And um, and I remember being at a recruiting event and I was recruiting in Atlanta and they were playing their first little T-ball games. And I remember my husband calling me and telling me about the game. And I just sat there and cried because I thought, why am I missing this? I shouldn't be missing this. You know, I've got to, I've got to put everything uh, in perspective that fits for me in my life. Um, I didn't feel at that point that I was going to be Pat Summit. You know, I, I wanted to be, but um, I wanted to have it all. And so, um, so I felt like the next time that the opportunity arose, that high school was a good, a good chance for me. And especially at my high school. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm very um, sentimental, especially since my dad coached boys basketball at Tiff County. He played basketball here. I played here. My brothers and sisters did. And so um, it was just a wonderful opportunity, and I feel very, very blessed. I'll tell you, though, the first couple of years, first two years, we did not make the state playoffs. And, um, and I was back at high school, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there wasn't the flexibility, there wasn't the freedom. And I had a really hard time dealing with that. Um, and now I've been in it 11 years and I love it. You know, I love it. Um, I just, I enjoy my young ladies. They work really hard. They know what I expect out of them. Um, I hope that they realize that it's more than just basketball. You know, I want to push those who have a desire to play college basketball, but I also realize there, there are some that just enjoy the game and they just want to enjoy it in high school. Um, I've got several of my players have gone on and haven't played um, college basketball, but they've played other sports. They've played soccer in college. They've played golf in college. So um, softball in college. So, so I, I hope that they see that um, this is just a way to get their education and degree and maybe they're pretty good at it and they need to take advantage of that. Um, so I, I really enjoy what I do. As you can see, I, I could talk about it all day. Um, <laughs> For sure. it, it is about, it is about the players to me. Um, uh, anytime that a coach thinks now a coach has a huge, huge effect on the program, but, it's about the players and anytime that a coach thinks that they can't be replaced, they are um, definitely mistaken, I believe. Um, so I, I just love to um, put my players in a position to succeed. 
And so I just have to do that to the best of my ability. I tell you what's cool. I was thinking it's like, you have a true fan. I mean, really type. Everybody talks about family. You literally had, you, you had and have your family at Tiff County. I mean, you have a true family coaching tree. I, do. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, everybody, and now, now your kid, isn't your daughter, your daughter's playing for you right now. Isn't she? she is. She is. And actually that's been kind of hard, <laughs> but um, even to the point that my parents keep my stats for my games, um, wow. All my games, all throughout the years, um, my parents have, have been at many, many, many of my games. I think while I was coaching at ABAC, um, my mother only missed two of my games. And one of those was because one of my players got sick on the trip down, and I asked my parents to take her back um, to, to take her back to college, and that's what they did um, because she was <clears throat> sick on our trip. Um, but at the high school level, like in the last five or six years, I don't know if my parents have missed one game. Um, they're at every game. They keep our stats. My dad keeps rebounds and um, steals and turnovers, assists. My mother keeps the best shot chart you have seen. Most college shot charts aren't as good as hers. And it's by hand. And yeah. she takes pride in it, you know. And so, um, so that's definitely a family atmosphere. My husband's at all the games. He um, he enjoys. He played college basketball at George College. That's where we met. And right, he coached, right. He coached until we had children, and then he said, "One of us has got to give this up." And so he said, "You love it more than I do." So he was he was so awesome to do that. Um, and then, like you said, my my son is a junior, and Ty plays for the boys' team for Coach Wade, and. Um, my daughter Callie is a sophomore, and she plays for me. She um, was she was mainly on JV last year. She played a couple of games of varsity, and she did well. But um, I just didn't want to throw her out there. I wanted to ease her into it. And um, she had a great June this past June, going to our camps. She did a tremendous job. She was, you know, I was looking to her to be a big, big part of our program this year, and last camp in june she tore her acl so she oh, all of july with her exposure team um and uh the doctor yesterday said that she should be able to come back in january and the coach in me is like yeah yeah she's got to come back in january but the mother in me because she does have aspira aspirations to play in college i'm like no let's wait a little bit and make sure that thing's completely healed you know so um and, and she also plays volleyball and track. And um, my son plays his heart is basketball, but he's also a very good football player. He's 6'6", 275. So he's, wow, he's, he's a, a big, big old boy. kid. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, but I enjoy it. And I enjoy the fact that my family can enjoy it with me. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm envious of that because I don't think it, there's too many situations, man, having your family around. I mean, that, that's a great atmosphere, Coach. I mean, you you got to love that. I do. Um, I do. Hey, yeah, tell me about, Julie, tell me about, and I didn't have this question originally, but I, I'm always kind of picking up questions as I go along here. How do you coach your daughter? I know it, I find it so tough. I have um, coaches that, you know, have to coach their kids. What's the key to that? Because I know it's not that easy. 
uh, I'm still looking for it. <laughs> I'm still looking for the key. Um, I, I think I'm way harder on her than I am on anyone. Um, and she knows that. Uh, and thankfully, she's a pretty good player herself. Um, but I push her hard. And, um, and I just expect a lot of, out of her. Like I said, I, um, the, our men's coach, our boys coach, Coach um, Chris Wade, he is a tremendous coach. And Coach Eric Holland, um, they both saw her play last year. And they both really kind of got on to me and said that she should be playing more. Um, they said, no, she, she needs to get more minutes. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, that was a hard line for me as a mother and as a coach. I didn't want anybody to think that she was getting preferential treatment. Um, but I probably did her an injustice last year of not giving her the time that she deserved. Um, but she'll have her time. She's only a sophomore. She is going to miss this season, but there's big things for her ahead. But I think that I don't have the answer to that. I'm still working on it. Um, and and she would tell you, too, that I'm still working on it because sometimes we, we butt heads a little bit. But you know what? That's okay. I think that's okay. She knows where I stand. And, um, and it's funny because she's um, – I think she has the coaching bug um, at volleyball right now. She's at volleyball season, and she's trying to tell them what to do and – you know, and there she is on the sideline. And I think some of them are looking at her like, what are you doing? You're not even, you're injured. You shouldn't be talking to us, but she does yeah. know what she's talking about, but it's, um, it's really hard for her, but she pushes herself and um, she's a hard worker and, and she fits in with the rest of our program, the rest of our girls. And I'll tell you this at, at practice and at games, she calls me coach Connor. Um, Cause I don't want, I don't want anybody, if one person's going to call me mom, then they're all going to call me mom. Um, right. So, sure. so that's how I address that. But um, but anyway, it's, it's a tough situation, I think. Oh, it's no doubt. Because um, I see it all the time. It's hard to separate parent and coach. Um, and I'm, I'm not a parent, so it's you know, I, I can't really, but I, I know how difficult it is. It sounds like you've, you've kind of really figured it out, but you're still trying to, still trying to learn and grow from that. Um, Julie, tell me a little bit about um, you have, um, you have gone through a lot of adversity and so forth. And I know a lot of people uh, can strive under a lot of success and so forth, but I know uh, you have gone through a lot with your cancer recovery and your husband, Tom is doing the same thing. Um, both Nikki and I really admire that. Um, and you guys have done a lot. What's, what's the advice you can give our listeners on how to deal with that type of ordeal? Oh, that, that's a hard question too. I think that that's a very personal, um, that's something you, every single person has to face their battle, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that, um, one, you have to know where your priorities lie. And I tell my girls this, you know, you've got to know what works for you. Where do your priorities lie? Um, I think that um, my, my family knows where my priorities are. My players know where my priorities are. Um, I did have um, melanoma in 2012. It was stage three. And, um, and the, our local doctors didn't know what was going on. I mean, they were great, 
but they had never seen a, a situation quite like mine. And so they just kind of said that we would wait and see. And, and a, a friend of mine who is a, a doctor said, no, if you're, if you're 92, we'll wait and see, but you need to be aggressive with this. And so she was able to help me get to MD Anderson in Houston. And, um, I'll tell you, I, um, that was a hard year for me, but I wouldn't have made it. Well, for several reasons, if it weren't for, um, my faith and my relationship with Jesus Christ for, with my family, um, with all of my players, um, and definitely with, um, coach Eric Willis. He, um, he was my assistant coach. He's now the head coach at North Oconee and he's doing a tremendous job up there. Um, but he was just, the program went on and didn't miss a beat. And, um, and I will always, always be thankful to him for that. Um, I just think it's so hard. You just have to live every moment. You know, any of us could go out and heaven forbid, get killed in a car accident tonight, tomorrow. Um, and you know, if you're faced with the words, um, I'm sorry, you have cancer, uh, it's hard, but I think as an athlete, you know, we, that's one thing that all athletics teaches us is how to get up and fight. You know, we've all been down 20 and fought back, um, to come back and win. And I think that, um, any type of adversity, you know, we're, we're a little more prepared for it than the average person. That's a little secret for athletes. Um, because we've been through that. Um, and, uh, I think that it, we learn to appreciate all the little things we appreciate every day. Um, and, you know, I know this is kind of cliche, but we don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I, I remember that things used to be, um, I was so intense about everything. And, um, and now I'm, I'm really not. I mean, of course, I still want to win. And, of course, I'm striving to do my best. And so um, I just try to recognize those um, most important things are, what my priorities are. Um, and my husband, as you mentioned, uh, and I appreciate you checking on him. You and Nikki have, have been checking on him, and I really appreciate that. But he's facing um, stage four colon cancer right now. Um, coach Wade, our boys coach, he, he was talking about him yesterday, how he just amazes us. He he'll still be at the games. You know, he will have just had chemo and he'll come in and he'll sit and watch the game with his mask on. He might be up in the corner where he's not really around anybody, but he's not going to miss a game. Um, and uh, a funny fact about that, you said how wonderful it was that my whole family was involved and it is, but sometimes he'll send me a little note at halftime down with one of my managers that said, why are you in that zone? Or, Come on, man. Three teams. So they like to add the little two bits, too, which is fine, which is fine. But uh, sometimes I have to remind him that he's not at practice every day. Um, But, but yeah, he he is amazing. And um, I I really think that it's been – it's been good for my girls, my players, to see that, that life is not over whenever you face – uh, a hard situation you know you find a way to keep on going 
and um, and that's what he does every single day. Um, and and I, you know, I'm amazed by him. But um, it's just, I think it's been good for all of us to um, to have basketball. You know, that's something that we all enjoy, and it does keep us busy. Um, and and any sport that you're involved with, with, or it could be whatever other people are enjoy. Um, but just to stay busy and to keep on. And I think the, the real problem uh, lies with when, pers- when a person just gives up and says, that's it, you know. And I'm not talking about in the later stages where you've, you've already done everything you can do. Now, that's different. But, um, you know, if there's any light, you just want to keep on fighting. Um, and that's what he's done. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's funny how there's a lot of parallels between sports and life, isn't it? More and more, I guess, as we all get older, you find that it's it's actually, I mean, that's I think the advantage of being an older coach is definitely, and you guys can definitely can relate, man, is keep on fighting. And you guys, you've definitely done that. You guys are great. You're great mentors and role models for your players and parents. Um, let's talk about Tiff County basketball, four region championships, 2011, 2013. I guess you just win the region every odd year. Is that right, Julie? Hey. 2015. I mean, I, I wish, of course, behind I behind now, aren't we? We're a little behind. <laughs> I know. I felt, um, 2018, 2018, you won the last one in 16, right? That's right. We did. We did. So, um, <laughs> so we were a little behind. We should have gotten last year's. So actually, you know, last year I had a uh, – I had a good many seniors on last year's squad and we were, um, we were very talented. I actually had, um, I had players who were very good at other sports. Um, so very yeah. good at golf, very good at softball. Um, and for whatever reason, when we started the season, we just, um, we weren't clicking, you know, we, um, we would have a good game, then a, then an off game, then a good game, then an off game. And then finally, we talk about peaking, and finally we peaked at the right time. We, because um, we didn't do well in the region last year, but at the end of the region season and going into the region tournament, we peaked at the right time. We went from last place in the region to uh, playing for the region championship. Wow. And if we, um, if we, if we could have, and if we could, not now, not now. Uh, if we could have, I think if we could have had a day in between, because we play our region championship. If we play our region championship, um, uh, a, if we had a day off, because we play it Thursday, Friday, I think if we'd have had that day off, then we could have um, gone on because our bodies were worn out. We had played Saturday, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And so our bodies were just completely worn out. That's hard. Yeah. Okay, bring it back up. Um, so, so we, um, I think that we would have had a chance to go on. Um, if we had one more day, but you know, what if, what if, what if, right? Sure. Um, but then we, um, we won the first round of state and then we went on to the sweet 16 and we lost to five time defending state champion McEachern. 
So, and we <laughs> all know what kind of program they have. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, and tell me how oh, – I tell you what's amazing about your program – you don't have girls playing in college and that you still produce a great winning program. I'm telling you, in my opinion, that's a sign of a good coach. Um, you're taking players who are multi-sport athletes and producing a basketball, really consistent winning program. How do you do it? Uh, well, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. And, you know, I, I want to break through and not just play to the Sweet 16. I want to be in that Elite Eight, that Final Four. Unfortunately, even as big of a school as we are, and we're 7A, but we're actually one of the smaller 7As, our girls, our female athletes, they play at least two sports. A lot of them play three sports, just like my daughter. You know? right. And so um, they don't put in the time that so many girls um, you know, in other areas put in with travel ball. Now, one thing is it makes it so exciting um, for them. It's not, oh, I've already been to New Orleans. I've already been to um, uh, these big, big exposure. Um, so it's exciting when they do have that chance, but they don't put in the year-round work that some of these girls do. Um, so that's definitely a challenge. Um, I think we have incredible athletes, and so I can't take credit for that. Um, that's just genetics from their mama and daddy um i think we have great great athletes i think we have hard workers i think they have the mentality um but we just got to be able to um push through um but um i think that all goes back to our girls just how hard they work yeah for sure Tell me about um, – and that's hard because I know you got to go against the big schools in Atlanta. I mean, that's – I mean, you got you got a big task. I know all those schools out there. And, yes, Julie, those, all those girls are playing AAU. Right. I mean, you, you guys got a tough job. Uh, but it just says the job that you're doing, you're getting the best out of them. Um, talk about your offense and defensive system. I love X and O's, and I know you do too. Um, how do you all play? Are you – you know, are you a – you know, uh, up-tempo type team where you like to slow it down? What, what's your style of play? If if I have my my choice, I always like to be up-tempo. I always like to be up-tempo. Um, I like to do a lot of um, sideline break. Um, but, you know, again, that's not the case every single year. You know, last year I had uh, I was, had a big lineup. I had, um, I had a 6-2. Six, six six one six foot um and so i had a big lineup and uh i'm sorry but those girls aren't gonna do a lot of up-tempo stuff <laughs> right, right. Um, so um i think it's just according to what you've got and you have to recognize and this was what coach carrick was so great at you have to recognize who you have at the time and what your best strengths are um, so I think that I try my best to um, to do that. In fact, this um, this past um, June, we were at a great camp in the Panhandle. It's called Basketball at the Beach. I mean, you can't get any better than that, can you? Basketball no, at the you beach. Can't. So, um, so my one player who is a great shooter, um, and she um, she was hot, and we were down, 
and she, um, I called a timeout, and I said, and I have a, a great rebounder, and my point guard is very good. And so um, I just designed a play right there, and it was very, very simple, um, but I just had a down screen, a double down screen um, for her. She was on the low block, and then she's just uh, popping out. She can go low or she can go high. Her choice, just reading the defense. And um, and then, so once she shot, if she missed, I had a, a great rebounder in rebounding position. Um, and even if they couldn't get the ball to her, my point guard, my point guard would just take it over to the other side, and it was just a um, two-on-two game with the point guard in the post. And, um, and so all summer, I did that. All summer, but in that particular game, uh, we were down and we were down 12 points. And my two guard ended up having six threes, and we won that game. And um, at that particular camp, that team hadn't lost, and so they were just they were in shock that this little team in South Georgia knocked them off, you know. Um, so that was a great win. So after the game, my two guard said, Coach. That's a great play. Where'd you come up with that play? I said, well, I knew that I needed you to have the ball. I needed you <laughs> shooting. I needed somebody in rebounding position. And we've got a great point guard. So, um, and so she was, she was kind of, she just kind of smiled. And I said, you got to go with what you got. And um, so it's not always that easy. But, um, but I think that you get, got to recognize what you can do. Uh, I do a lot of quick hitters. Um and I think that comes from college basketball with the shot clock. That is one thing about high school that I still to this day hate. And I know some coaches say, well, you can stall and all that. I don't like that. I want an up-tempo basketball game, you know. Um, so I, whenever I possibly can, I play up-tempo. Um, now, the other thing with that is you've either got to be in excellent shape or you've got to have a deep bench. And, um, and I didn't have either last year. Um, my bigs would get out of shape or they would, you know, get tired very easily. And I didn't have a really deep bench. And so, um, so that's what made it tough. Um, but um, uh, defensively, I love man-to-man. Whenever possible, I love to play man-to-man. Um, now, according to who we're playing and how quick they are, we may not be right up on you in deny. We may be a little more of a sagging man-to-man and more of a team man-to-man. Um, but, I, you know, I like whatever, whatever works for your team. I like a 2-3, um, especially with my bigs. I like that 2-3. Um, I like a 1-2-2. Um, a two, two. Um, we played it last year where we flattened it out. It, it almost looked like a 3-2. Sure. Um, and I'll tell you what, I played some this summer, and people were, were looking at me like I was from Mars, but a 1-3-1. It's hard to beat a good 1-3-1. Oh, who I love practices against it? Who practices yeah. against it? Very few people do. Um, and so it, um, it just gives you another look, you know. So if, if at all possible, I like to switch it up. Here's my handsome husband right now bringing me some money for supper. That's sweet, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Tom, hello. <laughs> I will, Kevin. I will. He appreciates you and Nikki always checking on him. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, 
in college, when I was at ABAC, I would change, and this came from Coach Carrick, and Nikki can tell you this, but um, on a miss, um, on a miss, we would get back in a half-court man. On a make, we would be in some type of a press. Uh, I love a diamond press, a one-two-one-one, and drop into something else. Uh, but I love to switch it up. Now, I found this. My high schoolers have a very difficult time um, changing on a make or a miss. Okay, right. Once in a while, you'll get a team that can do that. But most of the time, you have to call a timeout and say, this is what we're switching to. Um, or another good time to do it is off of a free throw. Off of a free throw, you can say, okay, on the make, we're going to be in this, you know. Um, so I, I have to mix it up, you know, and, and that's the big question. Um, last year, a little bit, uh, we did some junk defenses, and I know people roll their eyes at that, but sometimes a triangle and two will work. You know, sure. um, we played um, two of the best players in the state of Georgia last year were in our region in um, in Diamond. Um, oh, I just lost her last name. Oh, my goodness. Um, Zanotica and Diamond from Cockwood County. Um, and they were great shooters. They went both went and played in the GACA All-Star game. Coach um, Rondisha Williams coached them, did a phenomenal job. And, um, and everybody kept saying, "Where? who is that? Where are they from? But again, because they hadn't played on the big exposure circuit, and they right. were heck of players. Both of them were. Um, uh, Zanotica was just a great, great shooter, and Diamond is going to find a way to score. Um, and so um, we had to play against them. So there were many times that we would do a triangle and two. Um, and then one time down there, um, they beat us um, because their another player came out and got hot and started shooting, you know, and and started making some. So then you have to make a change and get out of that. Um, you know, talking about fighting and and getting back um, and pushing through perseverance. Last year, Cockwood County, I told you they had a great team. They beat us by twenty five and by twenty eight during the regular season. Yeah. And here it is the uh, here it is the uh, region tournament semifinals and we're placing we're playing Cockwood County in our gym and we beat them and that was one of the best games I think I've ever seen in high school um my again my players were peaking at the right time and um they just came out hot they came out motivated and they believed they had gotten beat by 26 and 28 and they came back and they believe that they could win. And I think that's one thing that a coach can do is a coach can motivate and instill in them that every game is a new game. You know, you're you're putting on your tennis shoes just like they are. What are you going to do today? Don't tell me about what you did last last night or last week. That's old news. What are you going to do today? you got to bring that defense every single day, and you got to find a way to put the ball in the hole. Your, your threes aren't always going to fall. You know, are you going to be able to drive and penetrate? Are you going to be able to rebound and, and get some putbacks? But um, but I was extremely proud of um, of our players for fighting so hard and getting that win. Um, and it wasn't just us. We can't take all the credit on that. We have a, a nice little secret in South Georgia um, about our student body at Tiff County High School. 
um, we have a tremendous uh, student fan base and they'll travel and go to games with us. But for us to have the region tournament at our gym last year, I mean, That's our students cool. came out and they made some noise. So we truly had a sixth man. Um, our referees will tell you that I don't think they really like coming to our gym. We don't get many home calls because right. our our play our fans are are on them. You know, especially our students. They enjoy the game, um, and our boys. That's a huge reason for that. Is our our boys basketball has been so successful, and they um, they just love that atmosphere. And here we are in South Georgia in a mecca of football. You know, Region One Seven A is awesome football and um and i tell you what they come out come basketball season they enjoy it yeah you said some really some neat things it sounds like on offense you kind of and i love it because i I try to do the same thing you kind of take your personnel and kind of build your offense around your best players it sounds simple doesn't it but a lot of coaches don't do it i mean um and I, i have a really great player here and i have some good ones around her, but man, you know what? We try to get the ball in her hands. Um, And you're going to set up, you know, it sounds like I love the quick hitters more and more as I get older, I'm kind of getting away from continuity and more on, on just quick hits. I I don't know why. Um, And I love your defense because I love changing defense. Some, Some people say I change too much, but man, we are, we're changing defenses quick. I mean, and what what I feel like we can get teams out of their rhythm, don't you think? I totally agree. And I'll say that um, for Georgia basketball as a whole, I think we do an incredible job on defense. I think all the coaches stress defense. And we when we go and we play in other states, um, our defense can, can stand right in there with anybody's because it's going to be intense. It's going to be in your face defense no matter you know there's I think the days of a um an old zone where you just stand there like statues that's over if you're in that kind of zone that's not going to work you know you better be active you better be moving and uh, I think as a whole as a state we do an awesome job playing great defense in Georgia um I think uh, uh offensively you know there's some states that they're right there with us uh, but defensively, I, I don't know. I'd put Georgia defense up against really anybody's. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and one of the best is uh, a lot of my things I get from is Gene Durden and Buford. And I know Gene wow. has a lot of great players. But Gene, what I love, where I got from him on missed baskets, that's the best time to press. And I totally agree. Right, right. Because they're not prepared. They're not prepared. Um, but you guys still got to have the athletes, Julie. I mean, but still, I think you can train kids to play defense. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think that's one thing. You know, not everybody is a great three-point shooter, you know, but you can train them to play defense. Even some of my players who they knew their role. They knew that defense was the way that they were. That was why I needed them on the floor, you know was to get right up in that girl's grill and make her work for everything. Listen, there's not many uh, coaches that – there's not – I mean, very, name them on my hand that are on the same league as Gene Durden. He is incredible, <laughs> not only as a coach, 
but as a man. He is just a great, great man. I love to sit down and talk basketball with him and, and get napkins and just draw on napkins. And, well, what would you do in this situation, you know? And I will tell you this. He has um, he has kicked my butt more than one time, I'll tell you that. Um, and, you know, for a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, we can stay right there with him but not for 32 minutes. You know, I mean, his teams are so disciplined and they just do such a great job. They buy into his program and they, um, you know, when he has breakfast club, he invited us up to breakfast club and they do that. And you see all these girls who were in the gym before seven o'clock in the morning, you know, they're doing something right, you know? Um, So it's just, he has a great, great program. Um, I've been very blessed to be around some really, really good coaches um, uh, along with Gene Durden and just to see what they do. Um, Coach Hembry at Norcross, you know, we um, we would go to camp with them for years. We used to go to Coach A.C. McCullough's. We used to go to his camp at um, Ryan Hart College. It's called TNF Camp. And I'm telling you what, um, Mandy Lingenfelter and I, she's at Ware County. She and I would go all the way from South Georgia up to <laughs> Reinhardt College in Willuska and uh, to play all these great teams um, just to see what they were doing. What's their secret, you know? And, um, and so they, um, they do an incredible job. But um, it's a lot of fun. It's fun when you're around coaches of that um, level. Yeah, and Julie, what, what's funny about that is, is both of those guys, Gene Durden, AC McCullers will be at our Legends Clinic, and I'm I'm still hoping Coach Connor is coming. Uh, it, it's September 22nd, Saturday, and we got we some coming. great. We are coming, Tom and I. Tom was already excited, so we are coming. That's. Um, I want to sit there and I want to be a sponge and soak it all in. It's going to be uh, awesome. Yeah, you'll love it. We'll treat we'll treat you well, and um, and I Nick Nikki and I will. Be, I mean, she's going to be there too. So we're we'll, we're going to love to see you guys. But we got AC. We're actually honoring AC McCullough. He's a good friend of mine because I like to honor um, veteran coaches who have paid their dues, who have really given back. And uh, this is what the clinic is all about. And, but we got, you know, AC and Gene speak. I got Gene at 8 a.m. He's going to fire everybody up, man. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> yeah, you um, better believe it. Hey, Coach, uh, just a few more questions. I, I, know, I know you're busy. Um, tell me about your practice planning. How do, how do you put together a practice plan? Well, um, it's different according to what time of the year it is. You know, in the, in the um, first few weeks, um, you know, that last week of October, first couple of weeks of November, you got to get everything in place. So I'm trying to do a little bit every day um, to build on each thing, you know, and Luckily, I've got a lot of girls coming back. I do have a good many freshmen, I think, that are going to come out. Um, But I've got a good number of girls returning, so they'll know the system. But I think that's just hard. Those are those long practices where you've got to try and get everything in. Um, And so sometimes it's just it's hard. Those are. I think my favorite practices are January when you're in the meat of the region schedule and you know that you're about to go play this team and you've got to prepare and do this. And maybe you're coming off of a Tuesday night loss and you, you did a terrible job on, 
on one certain thing and you've got to work on that, you know, but, um, I have a practice plan going into it. So, um, either the night before or during my planning, I have, um, already written down the things that I know I've got to work on that day. And then I'm putting it all in drills. Um, I, I do a lot of drills. I don't do anything that's longer than five or six minutes. Um, and we have some drills that we do every single day. And then we have some drills that we mix it up just um, so that they don't get so bored, you know. Um, and then uh, then we, we're going to scrimmage every day. Now, sometimes it's only half court, but sometimes we're going full court. Now, if it's the end of January and you don't want anybody getting hurt, it can't be too much of that because their legs are already tired. Or, or in my situation, it is because... Again, I may not be able to go that deep. Definitely not as deep as a Buford could. Right. Um, but um, but I think you've got to be extremely organized, which is definitely one of my weaknesses. Um, I'm not as organized as I need to be. I don't know if anybody will ever be as organized as John Carrick, um, but I'm striving. Um, and you just you got to have a great manager to be able to run that clock and keep you on task. Everything of ours is on the clock. Everything is on the clock. And one thing that I've learned from going to clinics and listening to college coaches is I want everything to be competitive. Everything needs to be competitive. Every drill in practice needs to be competitive because a game has got to be competitive. You know, they can't just go through the motions. They've got to make sure that they are intense every single time. Um, And um, I, I think that's, that's a main part of practice every day is making sure that you're organized, that you're accomplishing what you need to get done that day. You know, sometimes almost every day I have way too many things on my list, you know, and here comes the boys walking down the stairs and it's time, <laughs> you know? And, um, and so I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get to that. So what I'll try and do is tomorrow that's at the top of my list and I've got to get that done first thing. Um, Another thing that we do, and this is coming from Coach Wade and Coach Holland. They both did that. Um, Coach Holland is now the principal at at, um, Rome, and he does a great job up there. But um, uh, I think it's so important to have a walkthrough. Um, Now, you can't do it as much during the week. can't really do it on a Tuesday or Friday. But if it's Saturday, then we're going to bring them in a little bit earlier. And we're going to have some type of walkthrough to go over and prepare. Um, and, um, and so I think that's really important. And one more thing that I think that y'all do a great job, all of you in the Atlanta area and central Georgia, um, that South Georgia is working on and getting better, but um, having a pregame meal, you know, making sure that there's some type of nutrition, you know, and it used to be back when I played, people would have, um, meals afterwards but i think that the football programs have been doing it right all along and i found out that i have to give my girls something even if it's a sub sandwich i've got to give them something to eat um two hours prior to that game otherwise they don't have it in the tank they want to give it but they haven't got anything to give so you've got to make sure that they've got proper nutrition and my high school girls I can preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. But unless I'm putting it out in front of them, it's not happening. Yeah, I agree. All those things I absolutely love. And I I love the walkthroughs because 
what we do here, um, we have we have walkthroughs on I uh, in the morning. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and it just mentally, coach, it gets them ready to go. Um, and uh, we just do that. We, we, you know, it's not long. Um, and we definitely do that. We find out that gets them mentally ready for the day. Right. In the morning. Um, that's just a tradition we have. And I love the pregame meals because kids, uh, particularly girls, I don't think they eat well during the day. They don't. They don't. They don't. Um, and so that's – I like the morning uh, walkthrough. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm here early anyways on that. Of course, they don't – you know, they get used to it after a while. Coach, tell me about your feeder program. I know all great programs have great feeder programs. That's not easy to build. What do you do to build your feeder system? Well, I am blessed beyond belief because we are one high school – one county and so I have a luxury that so many schools don't have I all of my um, younger girls are coming to me I know that um, they're not there's not two or three high schools in my county so I know yeah. that I'm getting them so during the summer we do everything together if you're in the sixth grade on up you're with us um, and now we may not be able to um you know, the, obviously the high schoolers are going to go a little bit longer, but my sixth graders are learning. And so the summer is my big time for, uh, for them to learn everything under me and how I want it done. Um, and then my middle school coaches, I have been so blessed with great middle school coaches, and they run um, what I want them to run. Um, and now I give them, of course, some leeway, but they know for the most part that this is what they're going to do. And they understand the vocabulary by the time they get to me. You know, they know what I mean by elbow. They know my, what I mean by T. You know, exactly what I'm trying to say. If we call out, even if we call out a, um, a color of a defense, um, the younger ones, um, they understand one other thing that I had the luxury of doing is um, I'm in charge of girls basketball six through 12th. And that's what my AD tells me that it's my responsibility. So during the summer, you know, of course I've got my high school girls going to different places and different camps, but um, I go, I personally take my middle school campers. uh, I take my middle school players to camps. And, and people will say, aren't you the varsity coach? I'm like, yeah, I am. But this week I'm with my seventh graders and we're going to Ware County till eight to late camp. And we're going to be over here. And I think that they know that they're important to me. Yes, you may be in the seventh grade, but you're important to me because one day you're going to be up here with the big girls. And so I know their names. I know what they're doing. And, um, and so I think it's, um, it's important that they know that they are a lady devil. They're a part of our family. Um, we try and do things uh, at the beginning of the year. We have a big parent meeting and we try and have everybody there six through 12. And so the older parents kind of teach the younger parents. This is what we do. Everybody is in charge of concession stand, you know, every grade level. So every parent is going to work the concession stand um, on one night or another. Um, and so they buy into our program. Um, I'm very blessed in that I think the parents uh, trust me. 
and that um, we've gotten to a point where they know that Coach Connor is going to take care of them. And, um, and like we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, I want them to have other experiences. So one year we may be going to the University of Georgia to go to camp. The next year we're going to the University of Florida to go to camp. We may be going to FCA camp. Or like I said earlier, uh, we went to basketball at the beach this summer and we got to go go to the beach. You know, you would play basketball. It was really a perfect situation. You played basketball <laughs> in the morning. You went to the beach in the afternoon and you played basketball at night against some of the best competition in Florida. We played um, uh, uh, Fort Walton Beach. They lost in the cha- uh, state championship last year to uh, Fort Myers. And we beat Fort Walton Beach on their gym floor. Um, we beat um, Chickamauga. It's not Chickamauga, but it's something like that. And they're right there by Fort Walton. Um, and so good, good programs. Um, and so it's good for our girls to go out and see other things. But like I said, I take my younger girls to different camps. Now, you can't take everybody everywhere, but it, you try and make sure that they know that they're a part of our program. We all have um, one T-shirt, at least, that's the same, and it has everybody's name on it from 6th grade through 12th grade. And we'll have certain um, nights that we know that we're wearing our, um, our family shirt, and that's our family shirt. Um, so, obviously, the 6th graders aren't going to get the same things that the varsity gets, but they know that there are little baby lady devils, you know. I love that. Coach, I love that. I'm going to steal that from you on that. I, I, I've stolen a lot of things. I should be put in jail for that. <laughs> um, I love that with all the kids' names on it. It sounds simple. I love that. I'm going to steal that from Tiff County. Sure, sure, sure. Can I, is that okay with you? Oh, you better believe it. That's great. <laughs> you know, you were mentioning I've stole so many things from Coach McCullough's and Coach Durden, oh, my goodness, like you said, I should be in jail too. But as a good coach, that's what you do. That's what you do, yeah. Hey, you're one – what I got out of that is you're one program, everybody together, family. Um, you guys are definitely living that. And I love that. We, I'm fortunate here. I, I mean, everybody's in the same campus. I have, I have a great situation. I teach K-5 PE. And oh, I, yeah. I, have, I have access to the kids from K – through 12. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's just a matter of time that, you know, we're going to, you know, we don't have, you know, we don't have great talent yet, but, but it's just like you guys, you guys are building a program from the ground up. I love that. Right. Uh, hey, last question, coach. Um, I believe that leadership is not a difference maker. It is the difference maker for building great teams. How do you build, how do you build leaders in your program? Oh, that's something I str- I really um, I-, I struggle with every year. You know, I think that that is probably one of the things that's been holding us back. And uh, we keep hitting the ceiling and we can't break through that elite eight and get to the final four in the state championship is that I need to t- have some players who say, uh, you know, who just take on that leadership role. Um, and I do have, I've had several through the years, but unfortunately it can't just be one person um, that really takes that ownership. I think that um, that's one great thing that I've got, we have going for us this year 
is like I told you earlier, we have a great point guard, a great two guard, and a great post. Uh, and then I've got some younger girls who are knocking on their door. They want to be a part of it too. So um, if if you can just instill in them their leadership roles, you know, but I think, like I said, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I think that, you know, they're in high school and they want to be cool, but I think that it's very important that they sit down and watch film with me so they know exactly what I expect and what I want, you know. I think that's one bad thing about girls basketball as a whole. And this is a stereotype. I know it's a very general statement, but unfortunately they don't watch enough basketball. Right. So they may, they may think that they're doing it correctly. And then you show it to them on film and they're like, Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. But I think that, um, that you have to instill with those leaders, what you expect and then let them go out and help you do it. Um, I think there's a difference between uh, that that captain and the coach. You know, there's a definite difference, and they have to realize that. But let them have as many choices and let them make as many choices as they can, uh, especially when they're stepping up to that leadership position. Uh, but, hey, that's something. I got I to gotta go talk to Coach McCullers and Coach Durden and see if they can <laughs> give me some more information because I'm, I struggle with that. You know, I struggle with that. Yeah, and, and um, of course, they've lived or they've gone through a lot and so forth. Those guys are great mentors for that. Um, hey, the one thing I picked up the other day is um, um, one of the coaches on the podcast said she has um, culture captains. That means their, their core values, they have a captain for each core value. I thought that was kind of neat. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's a great idea. In fact, I was about to say that a lot of times the people who are natural leaders, they may not be the best basketball player. You know, we as coaches, I find myself, I want my best player to be my best leader. And nine times out of 10, that's not the, that's not the way it goes, you know? Um, And so I think that's a great idea. A culture captain. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. Hey coach. um, I I know I've taken up a lot of your time, but I, I sure appreciate you sharing with, with me and the, and the listeners. Um, and um, I'm so excited that, that you came on and I, I know you ha- you're going to have a big impact on all your kids and I'm sure you already have, you're built in a great program there at Tiff County. Maybe, uh, maybe one of these days, Lake Oconee will, will come play you guys. Oh, I'd love that, Kevin. I'd love that. Um, and you know what? It doesn't have to be a regular season game. It could be during the summer and we could have our younger girls going at it. Love it. Love it. I love yeah. it. Let's yeah. keep in contact. Um, hey, we're going to we're gonna see you at the clinic coming up on the 22nd. Um, I'm planning thanks, on it. Thanks again for sharing. And um, I appreciate everything you're, you're giving back to all your kids and to our, to our listeners. And uh, thank you for taking the time and coming on. Uh, thank you again. It was an honor to be able to talk to you and, and for you to listen to me because I don't know how much I know, but I sure do enjoy it. Yeah. I tell Nikki she's got to rest up because we're going to have a big time. <laughs> I told her to get ready for your, um, your, um, your game, co- uh, your Georgia college, your uh, old timers game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right. Thanks coach. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. So much, Kevin. I appreciate it.
All right, take care. All right, bye-bye.